the Content Connect podcast. One piece of content can change your life. Welcome to the Content Connect podcast. I am your host, Sarah Sorniak, and this week's episode is how to connect the world to a brand. And my guest is Kelsey Sweet. Kelsey is a full-time Buffalonian and a part-time Hogs fan. She is the senior social media editor at Pagula Sports and Entertainment. Welcome to the show, Kelsey. Thanks for having me, Sarah. So excited to have you here. And um, we have a little bit of a history. Kelsey is my cousin's best friend. And uh, I want to say it was October. I was so proud. Um, I was at Upstate Social uh, Sessions. It was a, for me, it was a professional development. I went, it was a whole um, marketing get together in our Western New York area in Rochester. And um, when I was buying the ticket um, to go and I saw Kelsey Sweet as a speaker, there was this beaming pride that I had. And I immediately, I texted Christy. I was like, guess who's talking at this? It's awesome. I'm so proud. So how, how crazy was that? You were in, I mean, you had quite the audience. Yeah, it was really, so I know Leah Stacy who organizes Upstate Social. Um, okay. From when I lived in Rochester, I went to Nazareth College. And I had spoke at Upstate Social a couple years prior, I think two years prior to that. Nice. Um, when it was not as big yet. Um, it's kind of exploded over the years, which is really cool to see. And I had like a small session when I spoke at it. And then, um, Leah, I had reached out to her because I was like, I saw they were looking for speakers still. And I reached out to her and she was like, yeah, let me know what kind of topic you're thinking. And I asked my boss, Anna Stolzenberg, I asked her to speak with me. Um, cause her and I make a great team and I thought it would be fun to do together. So, I did not know until like I saw it on the website that we were going to be like on a big the stage. Main stage. Like, I did not know that's what it was going to be, but um, it was really fun. And I think it was really um, a privilege to be able to talk to everyone that was there. Um, but I think also the weight of like the the field that I'm in, I think was really cool to be able to use that as a means to communicate to people. We talked about video and how you integrate it with your brand um, and your social strategy. So it was really neat to be able to use um, my field as a means to teach people about that because I think it's very intriguing, even if you're not necessarily a sports fan. But it was very, it was very, very cool to do. So it's just I'm really so cool. excited to see you there. I know it's like yeah. that small world, you know, yes. from Buffalo migrating to Rochester. Yeah, it was, it was so funny too because after that, um, I can't tell you how many times that I see you now on television <laughs> in the background because you were talking about how when you're posting stuff on social for for the um, sporting events, um, you're literally chasing the athletes either yeah. like after after the game yes. so after like Bill, Buffalo Bills games I'm watching you trying to chase after yes. the players you don't notice it till like I, I'll tell someone and like um your cousin Christy she'll also like she'll be like <laughs> I saw you on TV I'm like oh my gosh it's so funny so yeah I think yeah. I've seen you in at Sabres games but 
you know, speaking of which, um, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about the path that you've, you know, kind of come along with working in the sports world with, and, you know, in your, your path to Pagula sports. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I went to Nazareth college in Rochester. I graduated from there in 2015. Um, I had interned with the Buffalo Bisons, a minor league baseball team here in Buffalo. They're affiliated with the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, I'd interned with them and they didn't have anything full-time when I was graduating from Nazareth. Um, but the owners of that team own a team in Northwest Arkansas. Um, so I actually moved to Arkansas when I graduated from college, <laughs> which was like crazy. But my dad was like, you have your car and your stuff. Like if you hate it, you can move back to Buffalo. But I ended up really, really loving it there. Um, I met some awesome people, both coworkers and friends outside of work. Um, so I was the special events coordinator there, but I helped with social media. Um, and then I moved back to Buffalo in January of 2016 and worked for the Bisons as their social media and sponsorship coordinator. Um, so half my job was running social media, half my job was managing sponsorship. And then I was there for about a year and a half. And then um, Pagula Sports and Entertainment was looking to add a social media editor to their team um, as they were growing. And um, I had a friend who he worked there. And he texted me and was like, hey, not sure if you saw this, you should apply. Um, and his boss, I didn't know him like personally, but he had um, known that I was running buys in social through some other people that knew I was back in Buffalo, like on social media, which is cool. Um, so he had been keeping an eye on buys in social. And um, he said to Zach, he was like, text Kelsey, make sure she applies. And I was like, oh, whatever, I'll throw my hat in. And I've been there for almost three years now. That's so awesome. yeah, it's been a wild ride the last, since graduating five years ago, which it feels like yesterday. Yeah. Um, oh, it does. Yeah. It does. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm good. May will be 11 years for me and you just blink. Yes. And it's like, what the heck? Yeah. It's crazy. Your position is so important. You help tell the story of the various franchises um, that PSC represents and you connect the fans with the organization and the athletes. So how challenging is that? Um, it's a, I, it's a decent challenge. I think it's more, um, fun and a very incredible opportunity than it is like super challenging. There are challenges obviously that come about, but, um, my role is really interesting because I get to work with the bills, the sabers and the bandits. Um, and then some of my other coworkers, like one person runs point on bills, his name's Zach, one person runs point on sabers, her name's Alexi. So I get to work with both of them um, on like bigger projects and depend like game days, depending whatever it is. Um, so it's been really, really fun the last three years to be able to tell the story to our fans, um, no matter what position the team is in. Um, and with our players to be able to show them as people to our fans has been really, really cool the last few years. So um, it's been really interesting too, because when you were speaking uh, in the fall, you were talking about all the different things that you shoot that might not even see the light of day necessarily, mm -hmm. but you're making sure that you're getting all angles and getting all, all the pieces that you can so that you can tell the story 
yeah best as you can yes it has been really fun to like each season just kind of looking at like what our strategy is to um connect with our fans like and because the narrative changes right like even but even if your team is winning it's it's easier obviously to tell the story um when you're winning but when you're losing there's still a a story to tell um I think the Browns are a really great example of that they obviously like the last few years um haven't had great seasons and I know their social person personally and like she still does an inc- she still did an incredible job even when they were not winning games um engaging with fans so I think connecting fans to the franchise when you're in season when you're out of season the strategy shifts there but I think the biggest thing for us is always pulling our fans um back to us and having creating that conversation with them like it is a two-way street which is so oh absolutely and especially right now in the present situation mm-hmm. we're still in the covid um quarantine where we yeah. don't have sports so you have so many people missing that you know going to a game um, yes. watching a game so the strategy's got to be even more important with connecting mm-hmm. with with the fans how have you guys approached that yeah it's funny we've been talking a lot about um just how busy we've been the last few months normally this time of year is a slower time of year for us like um bills are usually like a little quiet right now we'll be like normally we'd be downshifting into like mini camp in a few weeks um sabers would usually be like super super quiet because the season will be over um and the draft is usually at the end of june so i've never been this busy this time of year ever so <laughs> quarantine really truly like it's and i think um how you asked how how is it challenging to um connect our fans to the athletes and you know all the the franchises i think that quarantine honestly has been like one of the most challenging things I think and I think my team would agree that we've worked on together um since we've all been there because it's like it was totally unknown to all of us right um and we're kind of planning for a lot of unknown now too because we don't know exactly how season what seasons are going to look like coming up um this fall when football and then hockey eventually is back as well So I think that it's been really interesting, like the strategy even more so has been um, putting an emphasis on connecting with our fans and like whether it's putting out word searches or crossword puzzles or like coloring pages, um, but also making sure our fans are connected to our players as well in this time because they're people too. Um, And at the end of the day, like they get paid a lot of money to play a sport, but like, they're just a human being, just like all of us too. And I think that's one of my favorite parts about my job is getting to show people that. And it's been very cool in quarantine to um, be able to show our fans, our players as people. And like, they're also quarantining and just talking about what they've been binge watching and things like that. So hopefully we're shifting out of that a little bit, but yeah, that's yeah, what we're hopefully. occupying our time right. the last few months. So how do you gauge the success of everything of your strategy Mm -hmm. um, knowing to know that the, how the fans are connecting or knowing if they are connecting? Yeah, it's definitely, you see it in people's comments. 
Um, I mean, there's obviously like numbers and analytics, right? But I think we know, like, as soon as we send a tweet, like how well it's doing, like right off bat, we can kind of tell, like, you know, are do fans really are fans really engaging with this? Um, you know, when they're engaging with something, it's because they like it usually. I mean, there's some new stuff, right, that blows up because it's news, but. Um, I think one of, one of the cool things in quarantine, we worked with, um, the Yankees put together a video. Um, I forget what the tag was at the end of it. It was like, we are New York or something like that, but it was basically teams across the state. Um, and it was funny. Like we put it out and people just were like really connecting with it because I think it was just like coming together in this time um and it was like towards the start of quarantine but just like establishing that connectedness um and I think that's kind of where we see success when we are being when we're able to have conversations back and forth with our fans we might not it might not be us replying necessarily but when we see their reaction to the things that we post um whether it's something serious or something funny or just, you know, building excitement for the season, um, whatever that is. I think the success, how we're measuring it differs depending on like the mood of the post. Um, But yeah, I think it's just ultimately how we see our fans reply to us and like what they're saying about the content. So, and we, we read that stuff, like that matters to us. So Absolutely. So what social channels, I know every brand, depending on what, whatever they're servicing, mm-hmm. d- different social channels will work for them. Yes. What social channels have you felt give the best opportunity for connecting in the sports world? So we use all social channels, obviously. <laughs> We're on everything because there's different, there's different audiences on all of them. Um, I think that lately because I think I could make a case for any um, platform, but I think lately this last, these last season, like even pre um, quarantine TikTok has been really cool to see how um, people have connected. Like we're um, trying to connect with younger fans and obviously younger fans are on TikTok right now. Um, And the audience is broadening, especially in quarantine of people that are getting on TikTok, like older generations are getting on there. Um, but this Bills season, I kind of got to head up our strategy and execution of Buffalo Bills TikTok. And it was really cool to see what people liked because it wasn't even always Bills fans um, with like the way the algorithm shakes out on TikTok. Like when something explodes, like majority of people who see the, the video that exploded are not even following the Buffalo Bills. Like it's like 90 something percent of people are not even following us. Wow. Um, so I think TikTok's been really cool to see how people are connecting and um, it's a weird, weird space. The strategy on there is different from any other place. So that's like, that, that's something that I don't, okay. So I am six years older than you are. You and I are both still young. Yes. But are you feeling every time a new social platform comes out are you starting to feel like okay how do I grasp this because I start I've started to feel that way Mm -hmm. you know because I obviously use social too in my professional life yeah where where you're just trying to like okay now now how does this work you're just trying to like gauge it yeah 
So we're old. We are old for TikTok. We, it's, like, we're still, it's weird because we're young, but at the same time. But I'm realizing with TikTok. So like, I think about when our parents started to get on Facebook. Yeah. And, oh my God. They're getting on Facebook, right? But now <laughs> I'm that person on TikTok and I literally just look at other people's TikToks. I don't post TikToks to my personal page. Like I'm doing it for our brands because right. I, that's my job. But like, I'm not using it like I use Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Like I'm not contributing, contributing content to the platform. And I'm realizing I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like when parents <laughs> on Facebook is what I am to TikTok. Um, and I think for me, just because like, you know, when a platform starts to take off, we're kind of there, like at the beginning stages of when things are going to take off. And I think TikTok's the first one that I've really, um, like been fully integrated with since it's been taking off. Um, but that like, it's just so interesting to see how the content's going to differ. Cause you know, more platforms are going to come up. Like, Oh yeah. So do do you feel, I mean, as as a big sports brand, mm-hmm. do you, no matter what, will you guys try to jump on it as soon as you can and then try to gauge whether or not it's something that you want to stick with? Or are you just trying, like you, you were saying before, be on across the board on all platforms? Yeah. Well, I will download it and I'll like look at it and everything. And a lot of times, like, um, I might test it out, like, personally, just to, like, see how it is. TikTok, we didn't start until the fall for football season for the Bills. Um, And then Sabres, we started in quarantine, actually. We were just trying to figure out when it was going to be best to roll it out for the Sabres this um, season. Um, We were just, like, waiting on timing of all of that. And we decided quarantine. We were like, why not? Like, <laughs> stuff right now. So yeah. So yeah, I don't think we'll be like, we're definitely not um, going to be like the first adopters. I think we like to see how it's going to grow in the space. And then we're usually like, I think we're gonna, I think as you see more platforms, like, I mean, you always hear about them, right? But then sometimes things will start taking off and then they don't take off. I think um, like Quibi is one of those. I don't think that will ever create content on Quibi. I never say never. Never say never. But I've been like watching (laughs) Quibi and I'm like, I don't know if we'll do this. But it also, it's not just us as a social team deciding. Like there's a lot that goes into it as a company as well because it's not just like, okay, we're going to do this. It's okay you're going to have to create content probably unique to that platform because every platform is different. TikTok is so different than YouTube. Like TikTok is up to a minute. YouTube, we're trying to create long form content. So it involves our content team as well um, in making those decisions because it's not just us where we get to be like, okay, we're going to create content for this. There's a lot of other individuals involved with that. So with being part of an established brand, a brand that is just sought after when you're starting on a platform I mean I would imagine that getting followers is probably super easy as opposed to a company who you know will probably have to pay pay for ads to get get a get out in front of people mm-hmm. yeah TikTok exploded um 
I posted a TikTok in, I was right around Thanksgiving and it got like 2 million views. Oh my gosh. And like, even I could probably look at the Bills TikTok and like, we have not posted um, a lot recently just because of current events, but um, like, we're probably still steadily gaining on there. And that's just because people are um, joining the platform more regularly right now. Like they're, they exploded in quarantine. Um, but also it's like, we'll, it's strategic too. Like we'll gain a lot of followers, but like, you'll notice, like, if you look at, if you like, really comb through Bill's social every day or Saber social, certain, um, like specific to TikTok, certain TikToks are strategic where we, um, cross promote on other platforms and we push out to, to like, ask people to follow us on TikTok. So we still we still gain organically just because of the nature of the platform, yeah. um, but we also do cross promotion and even like for YouTube, like we'll push we're always pushing people to YouTube. You know, subscribe to us, watch the full episode here, put short clips on other platforms. Um, but I think for smaller brands, um, there I mean paid social strategy on like Facebook and Instagram like they have it figured out like you can spend a little bit of money and reach a lot of people yeah but I think what really matters is when like you need to be putting out content that people feel connected to for someone to interact with your brand and like whenever like you see brands that like buy followers I'm like why would you do that like you want real humans that care about your brand to be following you like I would rather have a hundred quality followers than a thousand like fake followers that you pay for. Um, so it's something you obviously are not going to grow as quickly as one of our big brands. But I think if you're staying true to your brand and like making it human for your followers and being authentic about it, like people are going to be attracted to that and want to follow you and come back to that content. Absolutely. So when we're not in a pandemic, what is a day or week in your life like in the sports entertainment world? Yeah. Um, no two days are alike, which is like a million percent true. Um, I think I knew how crazy it was going to be when I like signed up to work in sports, but I, I don't think I fully knew how crazy it was going to be. Um, I had my desk is down to, in downtown Buffalo. Um, but I'm usually there four days a week, but I might not even be at my desk for the four days. Um, Wednesdays in season, I'm usually always at the bills for practices. So when we're not in a pandemic, when we're in season, um, and then I travel a lot too. So I travel with the bills. I travel with the bandits, our lacrosse team. Um, so any given weekend I might be gone. I might be traveling on a Friday or a Monday, depending when a game is, um, or to other special events. So. That's one of my favorite parts of my job, though, honestly, is um, that it's never the same. I would I, th- I would get bored if I had to sit at a desk five yeah. days a week. like, And it's not nine to five. It's like, because it's game days. I know in the fall, um, in December, when the Bandits were starting their season, the Bandits were their first two home games. There were Bill's home games the following day. So it was like, work the Bandits game get a little bit of sleep, schedule everything out for the bandits and then get up and work Bill's home game the next day. But it's really fun because I don't know, it's never anything where I wake up, I'll wake up, I'll be like, I'm tired, but I'm never waking up being like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to go to work. It's really, really, truly. I'm like, 
I'm so passionate about it. It's really fun. Well, it's a great opportunity to travel and see the country and in yes. some, some respects, the world even, yes. you know, depending on what's going on in the season. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, you I mean, honestly, the, I feel like the best jobs are the ones where you can flex your schedule. Yeah, yeah. You might have a crazy day or a couple crazy days, but if you can move around certain things and have lighter days, I think that's definitely the, you know, the key to happiness. Sometimes that nine to five isn't always... Yes. Where is that? <laughs> yeah, there's a balance to it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So has there ever been anyone that's left you starstruck? I truly don't know. Because I... here's the thing, you're like you're the type of personality you are, you're perfect for this, Kelsey. You're just like this warm, <laughs> funny person. And I was just just curious if there was anyone that just like kind of stopped you and you're like, oh my gosh, that's so and so. I think um so when it was probably my first bill season, um, when we played the Broncos, like I remember seeing Von Miller and I was like, I like, I would always see Von Miller on social media and like, you see his, like, he always has the coolest outfits, the coolest glasses. Like he obviously doesn't wear glasses on game days cause he's playing football, but um, I remember seeing him just being like, whoa, that's Von Miller. Not that like, I want to go talk to him, but I remember my first season being like, oh my God, that's cool. Um, and even like the Vegas, like Marc-Andre Fleury, I remember, like when I saw him in that, there's been people where I'm like, oh my gosh, that's cool. But I think in my position, because like, I get to know all our guys as people, yeah. like I know at the end of the day, like all these guys are just people and they're super cool and they're really fun. They like, they have families of their own. They may have kids you know, pets, um, and it's something cool, like, to get to know them on that level, and, you know, it establishes rapport, too, to, um, work with them, and getting to know them, and what they're passionate about, um, and what they like to do, what they may not like to do for social media, because social media is not for everybody, some people right. don't like to be front-facing like that, um, but I think because of that, like, I've never truly been like, oh my gosh, I can't talk to them, but, I don't know, like the Tom Brady's of the world. Like when you see Tom Brady in person, it's just like, whoa, he's right there. It's like, <laughs> he's a real person. He's in front of you. So well, it's got to be so cool when you think about the perspective when you're connecting mm-hmm. um, fans to to these people through yeah. social. I mean, especially little kids. When you think about little kids who really idolize these sports figures. Mm-hmm. You know, and really, you know, we grow up and we realize they're just like us, but still yeah. it's, it's such a cool opportunity to have to kind of give that gift to, to someone out in, in the social media world or even on television, yes. have you? Yeah, I think it's really, it's always very cool at um, like training camp for both Bills and Sabres when there's little kids around. And when our players take the time after practice just to, like, say hey and, like, sign, uh, you know, a T-shirt or a jersey or a hat, whatever it is, like, that just, like, touches them in a way that it's just – it's such a privilege, like, to be able to stand there and, like, see the impact that they have. Yeah. And I know they see it too. Um, but when you, like, step back and really think about it, it's just, like, the influence that they have is so great and to see what they do with it and how we get to be able to work with them to help them tell their story whether it's something they're doing on their social media or it's through us 
um, it's really cool to do. And it might be on a big level, it might be on a small level, but whatever it is, it's like, it's really an honor to be able to do yeah. that with players. Speaking of a sentimental mood, <laughs> <laughs> what's been the most memorable moment that you've had in your career so far? Um, I would say in 2017, 2018. Oh my gosh. When I'm trying to think when it was 2000. Yeah, it was 2018. Um, was it? Oh my gosh, Sarah, I'm losing my mind. When See, did it, just, it was 2017. <laughs> you just well, you're going to you, know this. You're going to know this moment. You, you know uh, what? You just had a birthday. It's another year older. <laughs> I know. I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> starting okay so the world juniors were in buffalo um my co-workers anna and zach were in miami and the bills made the playoffs and um it was 2017 it, it was 2017 yeah you know how i remember it? i'm like i'm like it was 2018 world juniors so i'm like confusing myself but i have a hat that says 2017 playoffs so i remember now um but the bills um those people that don't know the bills had not made the playoffs in 17 years and it was so cool to be a part of like both as someone from Buffalo and who had always been a fan of the team but then working for the team like Anna and Zach were capturing content um so I got to help hit send on some of the playoffs graphics and I think the caption was just we're in and it was just like that year, like, we didn't expect to make the playoffs, um, so, and we didn't end up winning against Jacksonville, which it was okay, though, it was, yeah. but just, like, to make it was just, like, it was so cool to see how, um, how excited our players were, how excited our fans were, just, like, how Buffalonians, like, as a city came together, and, like, fans across the country, too, just, and seeing all that conversation on social was, like, it's unforgettable. So, I mean, last year making the playoffs for the Bills was more like, um, I mean, we had like we had the team to do it, so it wasn't yeah. like as big. It's like a big this deal. is the step. It was still a big deal, but it was like these are the steps, like we're playoff caliber, yeah. championship caliber, all that. Um, it was just that year was so memorable. It was really cool. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, our daughter was six months old. Oh my gosh! Eve, right. What'd you say? Wasn't it New Year's Eve? Yeah, New, New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. Can't forget it. <laughs> yeah. No, you can't. So the final question I always like to ask my guests uh, prior to wrapping up is what brings you joy? Whether that's personal, something personal or professional. Yeah. Um, I think connecting with people. And that's both personally and professionally. I think that's something... I've always enjoyed that, but I think I've recognized that more about myself, like yeah. even in the, even in like quarantine, honestly, <laughs> people, right. Um, I think like personally, I love just connecting with people. I have like all different friend groups and I love connecting other people in my different friend groups, like to each other. Like I love when my people get to meet, you know? Yeah. Um, but also in like professionally in work, I think, getting to connect with like my coworkers, the players, the staff, anyone that I get to work with and really getting to know them as people is something that really brings me joy. Um, I'm a people person as you know, but yes, um, that's something that I think has translated like personally in my 
friendships also to professionally and what I do and getting to connect our fans to those people. So it's, it's very fitting to have, have your type of personality and what brings you joy doing what you're doing for a living to connect people. Yeah. So I thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a blast. You're welcome. And I'd love to have you on again sometime. Yeah, definitely. This is fun, Sarah. Thank you. That is our show for the week. Thank you so much for joining us. And to learn about upcoming episodes or just to stay in touch, be sure to visit us at thecontentconnect.co. See you next time.